You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of Colchonero Chat. I'm Jeremy Barron. I'm joined by Robbie Dunn on today's show. Robbie, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Jeremy. Kind of a little bit Groundhog's Day feel to this, but uh, let's go. <laughs> As we said on the last show, we, we got to talk about it, win, loss, or draw, right? Yeah, yeah. I suppose. No, no, I don't mean talking to you. It's Groundhog's Day. I just mean... <laughs> The nature of what we're talking about, yeah. although it's not re- it's not really Groundhog Day because it's actually getting worse. It seems, or else the the Atletico just aren't a, a, well in this occasion weren't able to turn the tie around and they didn't get that stroke of luck that they needed. And uh, I guess it's just kind of a, a a confirmation of what we already kind of knew about this current Atletico and the worries and the struggles that they're having. Well, what Robbie's talking about, folks, is Atletico's 1-0 loss to Alaves on Saturday. Um, I'm a little miffed about this because this was a 5 a.m. kickoff in Arizona, so I had to get up awfully early to watch this game, and the payoff, let's just say, was not particularly immense. Um, in, I know it's a, a kind of a, a broad strokes question here because there's a lot going wrong with Atleti right now, but Robbie, what is going wrong with Atleti in this game and how it relates to their general issues that we've seen in recent games. Yeah, well, basically, I think uh, Simeone was the one that said it, and it's uh, it, it's exactly like what we said the last day after the Getafe game. A, they're not direct enough. Uh, they don't have a, enough clarity in attack as to what they're trying to do. Um, they're ponderous on the ball in midfield. Um, they're, 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 they, don't, they don't really know how to break down a set defence. And that's A. And then B is lack of concentration, um, not enough intensity, sloppiness. 
we saw again, and we spoke about this after the Gattafi game, we saw passes, just simple passes, to a man 10, 15, an unmarked man 10, 15 yards away, going out for a throw. And it's just something that, A, Simeone would not have allowed uh, a number of years ago, and and, and, uh, and B, um, dash would have been fixed. And, and I think that... Yeah, I guess the concentration and the intensity issue kind of manifests itself in a number of different ways. So, not marking properly at set pieces, all black dropping the ball, those sloppy passes, and um, um, kind of talking to the referee, not not focusing on the task at hand. These little things that, uh, um, when we talk about like oh, and, and you look at the table and Alaves five games so far this season, zero wins, two goals scored, 11 goals conceded. But if you switch off for even a second against these guys, you're going to be punished. And I think Atletico are feeling the, feeling the effects of that lack of concentration. And yeah. just not, they might be 99% concentrated, but when you're not 100% all the time, you, you, you will concede and you will suffer um, in La Liga because of that. And that is... What happened very early on Saturday um, when LaGuardia hit the fourth-minute header. Fourth minute. That was when this, this game's only goal was scored. Uh, from a corner that Felipe gave away and the Alavis captain thumped in the header past Oblak. Savage uh, lost him in the uh, as the Duarte, the Ruben Duarte corner was coming in. And bang, there you go. Alavis protected that lead the rest of the game. Atletico had about 70% possession. And one shot on target from all that possession and all the you know, relative chances they created. 13 chances in all, Robbie, but not even one expected goal per understat. 0.56 was their expected goal tally in this game. And the excellent Atletico Stats Twitter account tweeted uh, at the end of the first half, tweeted a, a screen cap that really intrigued me. And I watched very closely for this in the second half. It was a screenshot of... Griezmann and and Llorente on the right side of Atletico's attack and Griezmann is floating into the space that Llorente likes to run into to receive passes from Kieran Trippier and I watched this very closely in the second half and I noticed attackers running into each other I noticed Griezmann was indeed running into this space on the right hand side just off the number nine just off Suarez Um, and I think that is as emblematic and that is as good a summary as we can get for Atletico's problems right now in my eyes is that it's not all down to Antoine Griezmann's readjustment to the team, but it's there's a structural domino effect with inserting Griezmann into the team and one of it and it it runs through the whole team. It's a chain reaction. Yeah, yeah, and I think like Atletico were so and and as, as you would, I mean, uh, Antoine Griezmann uh, has uh, an incredible history with Atletico, and obviously he didn't leave in the in the best possible circumstances. And but he he's he was excellent under Simeone, one of one of Simeone's most trusted players. So they didn't really ask whether they they asked and they tried to figure out if they could buy him, but they didn't really ask whether they should buy him. And I think that. Right now, we're seeing that lack of. I mean, like sometimes uh, you get uh, the perfect blend of of of, um, of in a squad where 
every all the pieces fit together everyone's got their role everyone's got their um uh, it fits perfectly but antoine griezmann being fit into this uh, system and this team it just he's been it's like a, a square peg being put into a round hole at the moment and i think that uh we we continue to see that but i, I think also like um it's it's also and, and this is something that i spoke about uh, about three weeks ago or a month ago is that about about, uh, about two years ago i remember listening to uh diego simeone on one of the late night uh, spanish radio shows here here in spain and he was talking about how he saw atletico madrid and he, he said atletico madrid and he and this is what he has sold this is how he has sold his role or his his mission is to turn atletico the underdogs into or, or, or to kind of get the most out of atletico the gritty underdogs okay and he said atletico madrid he sees they're physical they play on the counter they're defensively solid okay mm-hmm. and all of a sudden and, and, and he has been told and he knows intuitively he doesn't need to be told he knows he's in the stage now of his atletico madrid uh, uh, in his tenure as the manager of atletico madrid where he had to evolve um, they were they were they kept getting the same result uh, in, with the 442 and the defense and all that so he's tried to evolve away from that but there's just this incongruity with what he sees and how he has sold his mission as the Atletico Madrid manager, as the, the, the leader of the underdogs, into now a progressive, attacking, uh, um, uh, possession-based team. And it just, we can see now, as it unfolds on the field, that it's just not a natural evolution. And he's not convinced by it, I feel like. And I don't think the players are. And there's just this muddled idea. It's mm. just this, like you know. And, and you you mentioned that in, in in a podcast a week ago or two weeks ago, where he's too quick to change and 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 and, and, and make subs because he, he, the, the, there is no the system is that there is no system. Mm-hmm. It's just put loads of attacking players on. We saw it today when he took off. Um, uh, three. It was. It was Trippier. I think Hermoso. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Trippier, Hermoso, and Cadabia all came off at the same time. Basically, four. He yeah, made four changes he, in about two minutes. Yeah, and he brought on three uh, attackers, left on Suarez and Griezmann, and it was it was it was something that that Ronald Koeman was criticised for last year with it with 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 Barcelona. Just throw more attackers on, and you end up with this kind of blob of. Of attacking players and and okay, when you look at the second uh, the, at the the end of the game today, Griezmann was out on the left and and he had like two men up front and Cunha and Suarez and there was a little bit more shape than just throw bodies up, but effectively it, it, like it, it was it was just loads of attacking players on and hope that something clicks and I think that that just is not sustainable and Simeone is going to have to. Um, uh, figure out what kind of a coach he is now is he going to be a almost a, a populist like someone who just goes with what what's the mode of the time like a like a, a tree at the back and or is does he stand for something well, not stand for something but does he believe in something is he playing a system that he truly believes is the best way for this atletico to play because right now uh it, it looks like atletico are in a in no man's land mm. 
Yeah, and that that's um, I remember that Simeone interview. That's a, a great callback to that period in time, and it it speaks to the larger dare I say it identity crisis that Atletico have right now. Uh, where last season we saw each of these players, each of those key players to the title charge had a role, had a defined role, and they executed it very well, especially in the first half of the season when Letty rang up 50 points out of 57 possible. But now it's, as you said, it's all very confused. It's all very muddled. It's just this blob of attacking players on the pitch for the final half an hour. And it's a group of frustrated individuals right now um not so much with barking at the referee or picking up yellow cards today for once atletico didn't do that um Kondogbia is suspended for the barcelona game but we'll talk about that in a little bit um it's a group of frustrated individuals in a different way passes aren't getting where they need to go uh, there aren't enough difference makers around the penalty area uh, the the scheme the tactics the strategy aren't as clearly clearly or not as defined or as elucidated as they have been in the past it's you wrote about this a week or two ago Robbie and that this is kind of Atletico's mini Galactico era and sometimes the tactics of the strategy may not matter because of Atletico's individual talent and that's true to a point today it showed that the inverse is just as likely to be true where your individual talent and depth can't bail you out of every game and the results that Letico have been getting against Hetafe, against Espanyol, um, even at the end of the Villarreal game last month, uh, those results have masked the larger systemic and I- identity-based issues that Atletico are having. Yeah, and like, and, and, you, and you mentioned last year, and, and that's um, and that's uh, and and it's true that the first half of the season was very very good and some really good and. Um, was some really good performances and results, but at the end, but the, the second half of the year, I mean, and and I and look, I mean, you know, like, Atletico fans don't care how they won it or or what year they won it or <laughs> whatever, and and it shouldn't matter in 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 reality, but but the truth is that they kind of they like Atletico Madrid fell over the line last year, and and um, and 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 if it wasn't for. Barcelona shooting them in the foot themselves in the foot against against Granada and, and on numerous occasions last season and Real Madrid being well 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 below par and Atletico probably wouldn't have come near that title and this season as well the only reason that we're seeing Atletico kind of uh, uh, well it's, it's still too early to say but being mentioned as favourites is because Real Madrid and Barcelona if, if any of those teams got their got their stuff together they they they'd immediately. Uh, Become favourites for the for the title, and and I think I think more so than and and this this is an issue. I guess like when we're talking about uh, domestic football, I think Atletico can be competitive um, domestically this season because I think La Liga has gone through its own kind of identity crisis and, and kind of issue with with the fallout from the coronavirus and like no no um, which is great for the competitive aspect that we don't know what's going to happen but I'm, I'm thinking more like we're talking about European football and I think Atletico this current version of Atletico in, in Europe and as we saw against Porto I mean they're not going to they're not going to even put a dent in they're not even going to uh, put a dent in anyone's hopes in, in, in Europe this season and, and I think like not playing like this they won't <laughs> certainly not no no exactly exactly and, and, and I think that um, I think that um, the uh, the after winning La Liga last season Simeone was like I, I want to build a team to 
win because the Champions League is the only one he's left to win and that I mean when you look back and how unlucky that the, the, the final uh, the two finals were uh, Simeone really really wants that and it just feels like it's getting further away from him we looked at the summer and thought they're actually closer now than they have been in a while but then you look at how he's approaching it and you're kind of just looking thinking there's no chance this Atletico beats uh, uh, a Manchester City or a PSG or a Chelsea in form. No, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, we've had eight games this season that we watched Atletico play and they haven't really convinced for a large stretch in any of them. The best performance Atletico have had this season ended up as a draw against Villarreal. And since last February, the past so this is the past 26 league games now, Atletico have only won 14 of the past 26 in La Liga. Uh, hardly title-winning form. And you could really argue right now that Atletico aren't the favorites to win La Liga. It's probably Real Madrid, based on their start yeah. to the season, based on their idea of playing under Ancelotti. Even if they regress to the mean, which I expect they're going to in terms of their goal scoring, because no one can keep up that pace. Um, even if they do regress and some finishing variance comes into play, that Madrid team is right now structurally um, and in, in terms of the plan and the identity, they're ahead of Atletico at the moment in, in the table and in those other those other aspects. Uh, it, it, it's rough, and this has got to be this has got to serve as a wake up call. Uh, for Atletico, because they do have the Champions League game against Milan on Tuesday, and after that, they have a big, an equally big game, arguably, against Barcelona in La Liga. Uh, so, yeah, this was one that they couldn't really afford to let get away, and and they did, and it, it had been coming, as we've said. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and, and we taught, and I guess when you say wake-up call, you mean, like, They've lost now. They can they, like you, you like even the Getafe game. Like we we even that we, should we, have been a wake up call. Yeah, and, and, and we but, but, but we hid behind the Luis Suarez goals. Oh, you can never count this Atletico out. <laughs> like, when you're looking at performance, when you're looking at process, you're like, no, no, this there's something not right here. And 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 as terms of wake up call, it's like, look, this has been coming for a while now, and, yeah. and you you lose to Alaves, the worst team. I think I think unanimously they're the worst team in La Liga this season. And um, and and I'm sorry, just when you go through the list of and and this actually might be a positive. Like uh, I don't really know enough about Milan, but I did see them against uh, Liverpool, and they did kind of concede plenty of chances, and and uh, they 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 let in three goals and things like that. But so so maybe they will have a little bit more ambition against Atletico, and they will open up a little bit. But when you go through the list of teams that Atletico played, like you look at uh, Celta, Elche, Villarreal, uh, Athletic Club, Porto, Espanyol, Getafe, and uh, Alaves, like. Espanyol hadn't scored all season. Getafe, uh, Michel was on the brink of being sacked, lost all their games. Alaves lost all their games. Javi Calleja was... And you're coming out of that. Okay, you got six points. But you had you had the two uh, injury time goals against Espanyol. You had the two late goals against Getafe. Mm-hmm. And you lose today. And... and, and not one of those performances would you put above a five, we'll say? No, yeah, I mean, definitely not. Like, this is awful, like, you know? It's really dreadful <laughs> what we're watching right now. Uh, and, and it's worrying, like, you know? like uh, because, because then you look at 
And I'm not. I, I don't think. Um, I think Atletico do have too much talent to not to fall outside the top four. But it's so unpredictable this season that we don't know yet how good Valencia might be and how good Sevilla, Real Sociedad, um, obviously Real Madrid, like Barcelona struggling. But like Atletico could be looking at being like maybe the fifth or sixth best team in in Spain this year if they don't sort this out. That's a scary thought. That's definitely a scary thought because this is one of the top three squads, I think, inarguably, in La Liga, but certainly uh, not playing up to that potential. Also, very badly missing Koke and Tomalema. Yeah. Each game that those yeah. two have been out, it's been clear how badly they're missed. Uh, citing the excellent Atletico stats account again. Uh, without Koke, the past three seasons in La Liga, Atletico won only half of the games he's missed. Uh, nine wins from 18 games, five draws, and uh, then four defeats. With Koke, 60% winning percentage. Without him, it's down to 50. Um, you know, is there a chance that we're overcomplicating this, Robbie, that Koke and Lema come back midweek or next weekend against Barca and the the ship is righted? Is it possible that it's that, it's that simple a fix? Yeah, very much so, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're rendering the rest of the podcast moot. No, but I, I do think it's actually it's actually hard for me anyway personally to conceive just how important Koke is to this team because yeah. I'm I, I'm not a trained coach and I don't have a UEFA license so I I don't and I and, and 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 what we we find it hard to understand what we can't explain I guess and I just like I mean I watch Koke and I know how important he is in in in, in some ways. But I just can't understand how he can change a team so much. But Diego Simeone, I mean, he swears by Koke. Like he is his guy, and and I, and 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 I think, I think, yeah, Koke's importance is only really, it only really comes to the fore when he's missing. You only actually see how special he is when when he's gone. And uh, I think that. As you, the question being uh, that are we overcomplicating? There's a good chance that Koke comes back into this team and just figures out a way to to set the tempo and to and to reestablish that kind of control over the game that he's so good at doing and that's hard to for us to understand. So there's a good chance that that is the case, but I just worry that that uh, yeah we don't. I, I, I stand by my comment about Suarez. Like they've got an issue with Suarez, I think, and I and I, and I don't know what mm. your thoughts are on that, but I think they've got an issue with Suarez in, at number nine. Um, he needs to do more. Uh, what do you think? I'm not sure Suarez is capable of doing more. Is the problem, and we saw yeah. kind of the duality of this, uh, the dichotomy here. Uh, today and on Tuesday, when he plays the whole ninety minutes both games, but on Tuesday. He's around long enough to score those two late goals. And today, he participated a little bit more in the build-up today, um, but he, he tried to nutmeg a defender in the 93rd minute, and it went hilariously wrong. Uh, that That's kind of emblematic of the desperation that Atletico felt for a majority of this game. He, Suarez can't really beat anyone for pace anymore. It worked last year. It's not working now because Atletico aren't getting him the ball, and teams are just... Alaves did very well today in this regard. They knew what Atletico were trying to do, methodically build up the play and on the ground and get it to Suarez in scoring positions in the box. And they just, credit to Calleja and organizing the Alaves defense, they just cleared everything. 
uh, just about um, and rendered Atletico really rather inert. Uh, I, it, it's a problem when there are performances like this, and there have been a handful of them already this season. Um, we'll see how as far as the situation evolves in, in the coming days and weeks. It, it is still only September, and he did have a really short summer. But yeah, I think there's certainly some credence to that, that uh, Suarez struggles through 90 minutes, particularly when the team can't get him the ball because he's not really a factor in the buildup. He's not really a factor in moving play along. He's the one finishing chances, not necessarily helping to knit those moves together. Uh, so that that is a potential issue. The Griezmann situation, I think, is already reaching a critical status, too. This was probably the worst way for him to come back was to start slowly because the fans are now jumping all over him. And still no goals, no assists. I think only a couple shots on target in seven games this season. And as I mentioned, he's you know, his floating role kind of gets in the way of everybody else in a sense in, in what worked mm. so well last year. Yeah, and, 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 and you, you would kind of worry because it is sad. I mean, Griezmann was such a joy to watch and he's kind of, he's like, he, he was he was such a pleasant footballer to, to, to watch in his prime. And you're looking at him at Barcelona, a complete, and, and it's not even that he's playing poor, poorly. It's more that he's just, he lacks, it looks like he lacks the personality to kind of stamp his authority on the game or to get involved. It's kind of like he's just suffering from um, like a, 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 a crisis in confidence. He doesn't look confident, no, you're right. No, not at all. And I mean, you, you could, like, I mean, I can't actually remember. I mean, he had one shot against Getafe, maybe one or two touches against Espanyol, but like, you're looking at him and I can't actually, I can't actually remember him in there since he came back and I know it's only been eight games but or no sorry it's not sure he played it's only five games or whatever but like I, I can't actually remember him getting the ball and like splitting a defence or running by someone or or, or, or like you know or, like it's just he, it's just nothing's working out from at the moment and I think the longer this goes on the longer and the, the more um, worrying it gets because maybe maybe we've seen the very best of Antoine Griezmann, and we'll never see that version of him again. He was, he was the perfect man for the perfect place and time with Atletico at that period. But like, since he went to Barcelona, I mean, he's just a guy. And Antoine Griezmann was never just a guy. He right. was always he was the leading special. light. Yeah, yeah, like, and and it's just kind of watching him now. It's just. It, uh, Simeone's probably not helping him, but and and I just wonder. I just wonder, uh, is Simeone playing? Like you wonder, is Simeone playing Suarez to get him fit and to get him in for to play himself into form, or does he genuinely believe that this is the best striker in my team right now? Because it's going to come to the point where Cunha has to start and give the guy a chance. We saw last year, like, and I understand that that different circumstances and that, but like Dembele, Dembele came, and I mean, you're not giving the guy a chance to kind of stake a claim for himself or to or to make a name for himself or to you know like he's coming on and he's coming on with, with Atletico a goal down with 20 minutes to go or 25 minutes to go and it's like the pressure is immediately on instead of just giving the guy a game to start, start the guy and see what happens like you know see if he's any good and let him kind of work his way into the game but he just persists as Suarez and uh, like I wonder 
and this is kind of what happened say with Jackson Martinez and, and mm. a couple of other guys attackers with um, with that going Jesus we, we don't want to go down that road and start comparing to Jackson Martinez just yet but like uh, at what like when does the chance come for him and when 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 like if you can't if you can't risk start dropping Suarez for Espanyol or Getafe or Alaves I mean he's not going to be starting against Barcelona and, and, and teams like that like you know right yeah these are I think Simeone is still has not worked out his best 11 and the Suarez Griezmann pairing was not particularly successful at Barcelona with or without you know Messi's involvement those two didn't really coexist that well that one year they played together at, at Barca. Uh, and so far there is little sign of a connection here uh, in Madrid. Uh, yeah, Cunha, I think, sooner or later is going to need uh, to start from the get-go. Because I, I like what he offers. He's really lively. Um, and I think the, Atletico's best period today came in the second half when Correa played behind Suarez and Cunha. Because uh, Correa was actually able to twist and turn and get his way into the box because... Correa's really good in tight spaces. He's really good against a packed defense. Griezmann is not. Griezmann drops back and is not as direct a player as Correa, uh, which is yeah. why this is hurting Angel Correa, and it's why Correa needs to start against Milan on Tuesday. Yeah, and, and, and I think having Cunha and Suarez up, up, up top gives Suarez a little bit more kind of breathing room, and, and it kind of takes the attention away from him, and we saw that against Getafe as well, where, where he was able to um, where he was able to kind of... Uh, uh, create space with his runs and his movement for Suarez, and that that's what uh, effectively made the two goals. Like, just go full attack. Like, start the two guys, two two strikers up front. Like, uh, if 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 you're struggling for goals and and that, just just start them. Like, uh, before it gets out of hand and before Atletico are chasing a a nine point or six point lead at the top of the table and out of the group stage of the Champions League. Like, just do it now instead of. Kind of humming and on and 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 starting Suarez for an hour and on his own and doing nothing and yeah I just think uh, I think it's getting to that point where Simeone's going to have to start looking for solutions beyond what he's already tried. Yeah, it's got to be more of a meritocracy moving forward. Not to say it, 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 that it never is, but if Suarez and Griezmann don't deserve the minutes from the start, then Simeone needs to make that call. I mean, he's He's been here long enough. He has enough respect and credit in the bank that he's got to make that call. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what the team looks like on Tuesday. Uh, I think Kondogbia and Correa were Atletico's two best players today. Uh, I would expect they both start against Milan. Uh, it'll be the last time we see Kondogbia till after the international break as he, amazingly, Robbie, picked up five yellow cards in six games. And he will be suspended for the Barca game. Amazing. Yeah, and that's a that's a big miss. It's I, a big blow. Maybe yeah. it makes it. Maybe with Koke coming back, it makes uh, Simeone's uh, selection. Uh, it lessens Simeone's selection problem because Kandopia had become central. I mean, we, we've come on the pod now pretty much every time for the last four four pods, saying Kandopia has been the best player on the field. Um, and and which is kind of worrying given the talent attacking talent you'd prefer for someone else, but like. Kondogbia has become central to to what Simeone is trying to do, and has given them a platform to to kind of break up plays and start attacks. And uh, he's a kind of rangy midfielder that let it go black since losing uh, Thomas Partey. And and so yeah, we'll see. Maybe Koke will just pop in there and, and and fix things immediately, and then maybe even add something in 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 building a platform for attack. But uh, 
yeah, Kadambi is going to be a big miss with the with the with his suspension. Yeah, and that is uh, next weekend a part tirazzo in La Liga. But meanwhile, Robbie, the the game at San Siro, uh, where Atletico haven't been since losing the twenty sixteen Champions League final there. Uh, the game at San Siro is pretty massive. It was anyway after the the draw with Porto, but now even more so to recover uh, the the sensaciones, you know, to recover the good vibes, the good thoughts, to recover form entering uh, that final game before the break. Uh, and, uh, Milan won today. They beat uh, Spezia by two goals to one, a late goal from Brahim Diaz of Real Madrid. Uh, how do you think yeah. that game's going to go? And like I said, I mean, I saw I saw some of the game against um, against Liverpool. They did they did give up a lot of chances, but they were also looked very dangerous in attack. And uh, Brahim Diaz looks absolutely amazing. By yeah. the way, like he, he's, he's been good. absolutely incredible since he went to um, to AC Milan. And yeah, they, they've got a lot of kind of young attacking talent. And um, I would be I would be uh, very concerned about them, especially after the. After the loss to, or sorry, the draw to to, to Porto on the first leg, uh, maybe sometimes the case that th- these teams come in with a little bit more ambition than than uh, than the teams that Atletico play in La Liga, and and that might leave it a little bit more open. But that also, as we've seen, Atletico are way more vulnerable defensively, and um, yeah, like I mean, a loss in this game leaves Atletico staring down the barrel at, at, at um, Europa League. Mm, it, or or being out of Europe entirely if you lose. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this could be the kind of game Atletico need, though. Um, if it's more open, and if it's more the possession closer to even, if there are if it's more back and forth, because Atletico are not picking the lock right now. Uh, they're not, they're struggling against organized teams that shut it down um, and play a low block. Against Hitafe, it took two late goals. Against Alaves, Atletico could uh, garner only one shot on target um, from Correa with 20 minutes to go, uh, which uh, Pacheco saved pretty easily. So I think this kind of game, given where Atletico are right now, could actually benefit them if it goes both ways. There will be more space on the counter. You can take advantage of some defensive vulnerabilities, maybe get a goal or two. And yeah, I think a more open, kind of looser game. Simeone will hate it because he likes games to be really more uh, tight, not necessarily constricted, but tighter than this. Um, if it's a looser, more free-flowing game, I think that'll benefit Atletico. So um, not confident enough to call it a win right now. It, it's uh, So I'll, I'll uh, cave and call it a draw. I'll take the easy way out yeah. and call it a draw. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, um, I think Atletico are... Oh, sorry, Simeone has some massive selection... Uh, issue selection decisions to make come uh, before this game because, like I said, if he keeps doing what he's been doing and Atletico lose, I mean I think he's fine. I mean the job score he's fine and everything like that and his place in the pantheon of Atletico Madrid managers is, is, is secure. But I think he will be crucified a little bit more if um, if. If if Atletico go out with the same problem with the same eleven or the same basic idea and don't get anything, so I wonder if Cunha starts and um, maybe we see Joe Felix. Uh, yeah, come right back uh, into the team. Correa, Correa will probably start. So I mean, I I would assume Luis Suarez starts number nine. But like, does he drop Griezmann? 
and even say uh, Marcos Llorente, for example, you know, because like Llorente, that's the other problem. Llorente has, I mean, as, as good as he is and in running into space and things like that, and, and his, his goal tally and assist tally last season was incredible, but he's regressed and he's just kind of, um, yeah. It's probably a symptom of the of the system and the and the lack of kind of clarity in what Atletico are doing. But at the same time, he, he's not the player he was, and he's not he doesn't have the same end product as he did. So maybe if we see Cunha, Joe Felix from the start, does does Simeone trust him? Does he kind of or because as I said, if Atletico lose this at home to Milan, and Milan, I just looked at there, they they played six games in Serie A and, and drawn just one, and. Uh, yeah, I I'm sorry, they won five and drawn one. Yeah, so, they're, uh, they're off to a great yeah. start. Yeah, this really, is a very really, young, talented team. They so look really dangerous. I, I, yeah, I'd be very, very concerned about this from an Atletico Madrid standpoint. Well, whatever happens, Robbie, we'll be back on Tuesday to talk about it. Uh, you know, we, we haven't had one of those really kind of bubbly, optimistic pods yet. Maybe we're overdue for one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll... Uh, well, well, we can we can decide here and now. The win, lose, or draw will come on and be a bit more bubbly than we have been. That's right. Thank you, Robbie, as ever, for being on today's show. No, no problem at all. Jeremy, chat to you soon. And thank you all for listening. We will indeed be back on Tuesday. Until then, adios.